It's season two, episode 32 of the Hall of Fame show, the only mm. weekly show, I think, that looks regularly at Hall of Fame related news. Number right, 32, uh, the Magic Ma- Johnson one. Huh? Yeah, Magic. I was going to say, Mikhail, I don't think it's on the list, so it's got to be Magic, right? Yeah, yeah. And why we bring up Magic Johnson, because Evan and I, we, we uh, created our own other Hall of Fame, the United States Athletic Hall of Fame. Is this self promotion? Yes. Yeah, blatant self-promotion. Sure, but we're proud of this. We're very proud of it. And it's a and you can vote on this today, every day. Magic's one of the 130 athletes who we've nominated. And we put together, it's not just Evan and I, we've got a pretty good group here. Uh, we've got we've got uh, former Olympians, Olympic medalists, by the way. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we'll and, and both summer and winter. That's right. And a seven-time Pro Bowler. And a member of the NFL uh, Fan Hall of Fame as yes. well as coaches and athletes and other people who are much better at sports than us. <laughs> well, I'm probably the worst out of the whole lot. I think so, but that's okay. doesn't matter. That's okay. <laughs> and it doesn't matter what kind of athletic level you are. Cause you can vote on this. You don't even have to be an American. Hell I'm not. Yeah. You're, you're a Canadian living in Barbados. I'm a Canadian living in Barbados. Yes. And I think we have a, a unique opening. Uh, I don't know what it yeah, is. Yeah, it, well, it's, it's a pretty it's a pretty important day today. It is um, the 491st birthday of Ivan the Terrible. Um, so he was born on this date in 1530. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to bring that up. Of course, we also go into, you know, uh, the, let's see, what is this? The 202nd birthday of Alan Pinkerton, the guy who founded the Pinkerton Detective Agency. Not Not the album? Not the album, no. That was, I think, I think that came after him. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. It is the 100th birthday, believe, or, believe it or not, of um, Monty Hall from Let's Make a Deal ah. today. Okay. Uh, we also had, uh, let's see, who else we got today? We got Althea Gibson. Hmm. It would be her 94th birthday today. Okay. We got uh, Sean Connery. would be his 91st birthday oh. today. I found the cure for the plague of the 20th century, but now I've lost it. <laughs> All right. uh, the 90th birthday for Regis Philbin. Mm. Uh, for someone still alive, it's the 88th birthday of uh, Tom Skerritt, the great actor Tom Skerritt. Oh, wow. And he's older than I thought he was. Yeah. Um, let's see who else we got on here. We got, um, we got uh, Jacques Demare. Ah, uh, he, tur- he turns uh, 77 today. We have, uh, let's see, Gene Simmons turning 72. Hmm. Uh, Elvis Costello turns 67. Uh, uh, Tim Burton turns 63. Hmm. Billy Ray Cyrus turns 60. Oh, wow. The late great Shock Z, uh, Shock G of Digital Underground, who passed away earlier this year, would have been fifty-eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blair Underwood turns fifty-seven. Cornelius Bennett and uh, fifty-six. Albert Bell fifty-five. Uh, and of course, it is the one of the greatest birthdays. Uh, Rachel Ray, actually, by the way, turns uh, fifty-three today. Hmm. Uh, but one of the great, the great birthday foursomes I think I've ever seen: Doug Glanville, Robert Ory, Jody Messina, and Claudia Schiffer. Mm-hmm. I'll turn 51 today. Okay. But most importantly, uh-huh. my co-host here turns 49. 49. Seven yes. squared. 
49. Yes. Uh, as part of that, actually, I got a telegram from uh, Justin Trudeau, who wanted to uh, say, uh, but actually all he said was, I'm sorry. <laughs> I said, sorry, and not sorry. What kind of Canadian is he? <laughs> yeah, I also, uh, you know, I pr probably would get some others, uh, maybe Sarah Fuller, who said, I had one more point than you do, asshole. <laughs> fair point. Yes, fair. Which, it, 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 it very much is. Uh, she, she's got me on that one. But no, much appreciated. Uh, thanks so much. Uh, and I stayed sober to do this. Which is weird. I was expecting you to be, you know, at least a little on something, having a glass of champagne or a very small bottle of Prosecco or something. Yeah, well, my wife's working, so it's just, eh, you know. I understand. It, yeah, and we, we celebrated a lot for her birthday because it was only three days ago. So, like, we went to this... Uh, really cool restaurant here in Barbados, uh, you know, with some, with some friends here. It was, it was really good. And then we, we uh, went up uh, the highest hill here in Barbados, which is actually you know, pretty high up. So how high, how high was it? Uh, I want to say 880 meters, but from that's pretty, that's actually pretty tall for a little Island. Yeah. You know, I know it is. So, I mean, like 2,500 feet, that's, that's taller than anything in Florida. Yeah. So, I mean, it was a, it was a it was a pretty uh pretty good day. I had a, like there was some like a set rope to get like get up there to a few things. So there was actually a cross on the top of it for uh for someone who sort of like uh, I I don't know if that was the person who sort of built that that hiking trail. I'm not sure. Hmm. I would I would, I don't remember because I was too busy doing this. <sighs> <laughs> you're like oh man I they say you can feel your pulse in your neck but you're supposed to be able to touch it right. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, it was, but it, it was a fun, we sort of like always make that a bit of a birth. So I, we just concentrated on hers next year. It's going to be the big five Oh, so that's mm. going to be all, all pretty much whatever I want to do. And I decided, no, I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be sober on this one. I, I, I got a lot to, yeah, well, actually I don't have that much to say, but I think we have a lot to discuss because we have a lot to discuss. And we had an, a ridiculous number of deaths this week. We were uh, doing, which is, yeah, it's it, that's going to be a bigger section, and it's it's going to take up a lot of it. I mean, we have we have the the headline, of course, happened yesterday um, with the the Pro Football Hall of Fame announcing their senior and coaching candidates. Now, coming into this, yeah. we had expected it to be. I thought I always said Ken Riley mm -hmm. and Don. I don't remember if I'd said Buddy Parker, Don Coryell, one or the other. Yeah, I, th I think you had like it was like one A one B. You one A one B, and you went oh. with whom? I believe, what, what did I say? I said Riley or Gratishar. Okay. And, Parker, and, then, and then I agreed with you completely on, on coaches. Yeah. And, and uh, I think well, I based some of that on an article you sent me. Uh, who was it? Uh, Ken Judge, I believe, or Clark Judge? Clark Judge, I think. Clark yeah. Judge, yeah. Well, we'll never listen to him again. <laughs> Not that I have a problem with the two they picked. So I guess we can go right mm -hmm. into it. Uh, mm -hmm. Cliff Branch is the senior candidate. Uh, last ranking on nonhallofame.com, one of the ranks we do is, pro, is uh, football players. He's number 11. So needless to say, I'm very pleased with this. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, Four-time Pro Bowler, three-time Super Bowl champion, uh, one of the most exciting players of his day. Uh, anyone who just sort of looks at it, well, he's not even at 10,000 yards well, for the 70s. And it is very, very different sport. Very yeah. different sport. Absolutely. So I'm thrilled for, I guess, his family. Because uh, Cliff's no longer with us, mm -hmm. I do ache a little bit for the Bengals fans because 
it sure felt like it was going to be Riley. And for those who really give a shit uh, in, in Cincinnati, you know, their heart was broken again. Yeah. Probably and worse yet, any other time. And Except again, for those, yeah. oh, sorry, go ahead, finish. Well, no, I was, I, well, no, actually, I already know what you're going to say, but yeah, go, go say that. I was going to say again, for the people who are maybe tuning in for the first time, a lot of fan bases, particularly the Raiders with Cliff Branch, this was their number one guy. Flores and Branch were their two guys, and now they're both in. Um, but like a lot of fans, the Raiders fans, the Broncos fans, the Steelers fans all say how much the Hall hates them. The only team the Hall hates is the Bengals. Right. The Bengals have one player, one, who played their ba- vast majority of their career mm-hmm. with the Bengals in the Hall. That's Anthony Munoz. I think, and I think at this point, there's still only two other players who've ever been in a Bengal uniform. Uh, with T.O. and James Lofton, and that's it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Who doesn't think of James Lofton and T.O. as Bengals? No, no, absolutely not. And our friend Richmond Webb is a, was a Bengal for two years. Yeah, there you go. And that, that, there's another one. Willie Anderson's another guy we've talked about. Right. Uh, someone else who's getting more thing. He's he's still not in the senior committee yet, but yeah, that's somebody and, else who needs to be getting more attention than he does. And, and, and to be fair, this, this – because uh, you said, like, uh, is – Branch is going to get in. This it's unofficial, but he's going to get in. But here's the thing, though. Like Cliff Branch just seems like somebody who's already been in the hall for 20 years, doesn't it? Even though yeah, he's never just, been a finalist. Yeah, which is insane. Right. Like Cliff Branch is just like, oh yeah, Cliff Branch was a hall of fame. If you didn't know, if you knew football in the 70s and hadn't paid attention, you're like, oh yeah, he's definitely in. I mm-hmm. mean, stats or whatever, he just felt like a hall of famer. His well, my entire life, Cliff Branch has felt like a hall of famer. So I have no complaints. That Cliff Branch is getting it because uh, he deserves I, it. But I don't, I don't think anyone does, except if their guy didn't. Right. I mean, that's that's going to happen. I do have to say though, and I think one of the biggest things we're we're, we're suffering from is the fact there's only one go- who's even nominated, which is a problem. I mean, there's th- this whole system where the one for the next this is year two out of five. Yeah. Uh, so let's just say we get Ken Riley, Gratishar, and. Tommy Nobis. I don't know. I'm just throwing names out there. We that's barely taking care of the other people who have been forgotten. I saw something. There's 47 people mm-hmm. on all decade teams who have never even been finalists before, yeah. including Branch. Like there's the system. The system is doing the best it can, but it's still not perfect. And uh, and, and and this this artificial limiting of seniors is not really doing anything mm-hmm. and, and it's going to get worse too as uh because in a few years so like tasker's not going to get in i think we can pretty much i mean th- this is his last shot this is his, yeah. he's never been a finalist this is his last year as a as a um what not what do you call uh act i guess actor that's yeah. no, not senior what do you call it the normalist i can't think of the word right I think now we just call it just, uh, just player yeah so just getting in as a player as opposed to a senior this is his final year of eligibility this is in working in his favor, a weaker incoming class. Like I think it's Demarcus Ware is the only one who probably has a shot. I mean, there's some of the wide receivers, Steve Smith, Andre Johnson are very good, but I don't know if they're going to be first ballots. Um, so it's entirely possible we can at least sneak on the ballot. Like uh, what's his name did last year for the uh, oh, Clay Matthews, Clay Matthews, right? Yeah. But I, I don't know if that's going to be enough to get him in. Well, there's plays another. That's another name that's a pretty. I mean, there are a bunch of Joe, Joe Jacoby just fell off a couple of years ago. Like, there's there are a bunch of people who need to get in. It's just the way they've set this up doesn't make any sense. Right. But 
anyway, going back to Cliff Branch, we both agree completely worthy of it. Absolutely. Uh, it's, it's weird. They're doing back-to-back wide receivers in this situation. I think a little bit. Yeah. I, th- um, I think, uh, didn't we both say that we thought they'd go defense? Yeah. I bought, I, I thought they'd, I think you said that defense. actually. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why I was thinking Ken Riley, mm-hmm. um, over Ken Anderson, but like, I mean, they, they, I, again, it's just, it's just the one at a time thing mm-hmm. is the problem. So that they, they do like, Oh, well, we did 10 a few years ago, or for the hundredth. Why do we need to do more? And it's, but they're actually are going to end up having fewer people as if they had just done two a year every year. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll do that for the 200th and I will not be around to see it. I'm, I'm, planning on living as long as uh, as humanly possible so we'll see all right well i was sort of thinking that'd be your great grandkid who'd be sort of running the site at this point because my bloodline ended with me <laughs> and i'm okay with that i'm gonna have my head in a jar like richard nixon on uh, on futurama <laughs> yeah that's gonna come to me for advice yeah, so. yeah. well you can have conversations with ted williams because i'm sure they'll figure that out by then i think i actually i think ted's uh, head got defrosted because uh, that's facility guy yeah Oh, it's just the worst. So anyway, so that so that's uh, that's the player. Uh, that's- so Dick, Dick Vermeil. Uh, I, I got mm-hmm. no problem with this either, but you think it's because he's alive? It might be. I mean, again, another guy who did TV though. Well, that that was that was sort of the other thing too. I mean, the first thing I looked up is all right. How old is Dick Vermeil? And oh. is he is he is he doing some kind of TV so that David Baker could do a knock? He's not actively on TV, I don't think, but he no. was for a while. Yeah. Um, so I think we talked about this. We both thought it was Coriel and, ba- and um, sure. Buddy Parker are the two. I almost said Buddy Baker. That's a very different sport. <laughs> um, uh, Buddy Parker were the two people who we thought were most deserving. And I think we both do Parker. Parker's probably the best coach not in there. Coriel's mm-hmm. argument is that he's been in the battle a bunch. And is responsible for the oh, offense, which is basically taken over the NFL, right? Um, I brought up Holmgren last week as another person who deserves it. Um, one of the things that oh, hold on a second, my stupid uh, oh, yes, and pops up again. Uh, ESPN. God, I don't know what to do with this. I have it muted, and I have it not on auto and it does both autoplay and unmutes it it's just the dumbest thing espn fix your goddamn app um anyway which is my shit box it's on another website oh yeah um so uh no offense to paul feinbaum who has a very good point there is making in that in that video (laughs) um uh but yeah no the uh the holmgren has a very good argument uh vermeil one of the things actually that um that got brought up today uh, was that Vermeil was the first ever special teams coach in NFL was history. He? Okay, I didn't know yeah. that. And so he became the first special teams coach in uh, 1969. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, J- Jack actually had that on something today when uh, oh, Jack Silverstein. Running. Jack Silverstein, yeah. Yeah, uh, um, let's uh, plug him a bit. Uh, he's like great sports historian. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter, read Jack. Hundred uh, percent. He's he's a huge Bears guy, very very bright man. Uh, really really cares, and he goes deep. He he did a, something on uh, the first long snapper last year. 
um, which was amazing. Like absolutely in depth and really, really well done. So, um, but anyway, uh, yeah, no, it's just, for me, it's just, it's a little bit strange. It's like, it makes sense, but it's on the radar. Yeah. I mean, he was one of the finalists. I saw someone listed the finalists they had and like everyone else on that list seems almost more worthy than Vermeil. Because they are. And it, and it's not anything against Dick Vermeil. Vermeil, super, twice in the Super Bowl, taking a, eh, the Eagles team to a Super Bowl uh, back yeah. in 80, 81, I forget. Uh, and, uh, well, we all know what he did with the Rams. You know, three years, right. they were the most exciting team and they were the best team. You know, for a good period of time, it's amazing they only won the one, the won the once. You know, without, yeah. Without, well, without, well, he wasn't with. the coach for the the Patriots one. That was Mike Martz. He had already retired at that point. Mm-hmm. So, it was in terms of just want to go one, wins and losses. I mean, he's only got like 120 something, I think, only because he took his time. He just he didn't just go from one coaching gig to the other. Mm-hmm. You know, I think in between his gig with. Uh, the Eagles and the Rams. I mean, how many years was that? I mean, 15. Yeah. So again, I, I don't have a problem with it, but I mean, I, I guess if you're Don, if, you know, Don Coriel's long since passed away, Buddy Parker has long, long since passed, passed away. away. I, 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 Mar- Marty Schottenheimer just passed away. Uh, so the other finalists were um, uh, Schottenheimer. Uh, what is going on here? My computer is just screwing everything up. I apologize. Uh, it, the other finalists were, uh, sorry, it's him, Shanahan, right? Mm-hmm. Joe Gibbs, not Joe Gibbs, um, Dan Reeves. Sorry. Uh, Dan Reeves, uh, Holmgren, Parker, and, and Coriel. And, uh, that's everybody did i leave one out do you remember i don't recall but i I think when we go back to coriel the only thing i can think of is you know they've tried with this before but it's it's a different format so it's not like coriel because now it's just the one coach and that's it before coriel and other coaches were in the same pool with other players so right so stupid because that you know that makes no sense how do you sort of like you're comparing what don coriel to uh roger craig how how do you do that? Or just like right. whichever other player it might be, just Roger Craig's sort of like one I'm pretty passionate about in terms. That, that's another right. giant name. You know, that. Yeah. Uh, another one of your guys decided he's running for uh, senator of Georgia today. So oh, I'm guessing that'd be Herschel Walker. Yeah, Herschel Walker announced that today. Gee, I wonder what party he's representing. But no, no politics. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I know. I know. I just, I just brought it up. It doesn't really matter. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no. So the he's he, he's alive. He's older than Dan Reeves, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, three of them are gone. I mean, Schottenheimer would have been interesting, uh, but he's the oldest of them, so I guess that's okay. But I, I mean, I guess feels he, like that's the reason. It really does. Yeah, I mean, Shanahan and Holmgren definitely have better resumes, hundred percent for alive people. Mm-hmm. Dan Reeves, you can go one way or the other right uh he had uh, some massive playoff disappointments um but he still was a very good coach and brought some i mean he brought the freaking atlanta falcons to the super bowl 
Yeah, not a not a great Falcons team either. Not a great. They had a great. They had a great shtick though. The Dirty Bird was awesome. Yes, it was. Um, and they, have, they had Man of the Year Eugene Robinson. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know what we're laughing at, just Google it and then you'll see. Yeah, Google the night before the uh, the Super Bowl and Eugene Robinson, nineteen ninety eight. Um, Sounds like that could be a really good movie or thirty for thirty. Yeah, actually, that should be a thirty for thirty. Yeah, a hundred percent on that. That would be. I haven't been. That should that should be. We've got a dead week. We should just come up with the thirty for thirties we want to see. Ooh, that that's a fun project. I'm up on that one. Let's let's save that one for, right, for that, That's a really good one. That's one of the best random topics we've come up with so so i I think we both kind of like well we both kind of like these but it's again just this is where there's a there's a blind spot that they have because it just feels like vermeil somehow leapfrogged and i think we know why because he's alive vermeil seemed again we're not saying vermeil is not a no not at all hall of fame worthy nfl coach he was just probably sixth in line (laughs) <laughs> no, no, just well. Also, it's the process that we have. We take much bigger umbrage with. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. So, uh, so I guess we can move. I, I'd like to do the shit. Oh, and, oh sorry. Oh, just by the way, they and again, they are not uh, officially elected the Hall of Fame. But at this point, if you get to that point, you're gonna. Yeah, they're, it's they're, been a while gonna, since they haven't had one get in. These guys are gonna get in, especially with this setup, because they. Yeah, that, that's not. It shouldn't be a problem. All right. Go ahead. Uh, I wanted to start off with uh, one of our one of the weekly segments, uh, or continue rather. We've already started uh, with the shit box, and it's Kirk's shit box. It's not a soapbox. It's basically where I just sort of like ran, randomly blurt out crap. Uh, and I thought I wanted to do this for sure before the deaths of your, your section because it's sort of related to that. And I, I wish I didn't have. I, I must have ADD. I have to because I, I get I start doing things and then I get distracted so easily. And my personal emails on Yahoo, and some dumb reason I'll go to Yahoo and then I'll, I'll see something that cl- that catches my interest and I'm going to click on one of their dumb articles. And I should know better and I've have known better because whoever all the people who write for them are shit, for the most part. Mm-hmm. They're not not all the time, but most of the time they're not. They're poorly written articles, full of mistakes. Well, uh, so they mentioned, because I know we're going to be talking about this today, Charlie Watts passing. Mm-hmm. All right. So I, I click on that because I know we're going to be talking about that. The thumbnail is not Charlie Watts. <laughs> I don't know who it is, Evan. Is it, is it Adam Driver? Because he looks exactly like a young Charlie Watts. <laughs> that would have been that would have been better. I, I don't know who it was. I could have done a reverse lookup, but I, I just didn't want to bother. No, and how I'm positive that this is not Charlie Watts is because the thumbnail was a black guy. Oh, that's not Adam Driver. He does wear a lot of black, but no. Yeah. Was it Justin Trudeau? Sorry. <laughs> well done. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. No, I figured was... I'd pull it, probably pull it, pull it back for you. Yeah, I, I like that. No, this, this uh, random black, or maybe it wasn't random. He could, could have been a celebrity at some point, but it looked like that he was wearing a suit from the 70s and he had a very large afro and glasses. This would be, have you ever played the game Guess Who as a kid with the little picture? Yeah. I played with my kids the other day, actually. Okay. My daughter wanted to do something. I played with her. So at no point with the Charlie Watts picture and this guy even be something, you would eliminate one right away with one question. Was, was it Charlie Murphy? No. 
<laughs> no, because I know who Charlie Murphy is. No, it's it's and you and here's the other Was thing. Was it Randy Watson? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing how he never aged. Randy Watson and all those old guys. You'd think they would have been dead, but okay. Anyway. And you can't even comment because they've disabled all comments on Yahoo to keep it to make it a nice, safer environment. Mm-hmm. So fuck you, Yahoo. <laughs> That's all I really want to say. That's my shit box. I mean, like, if, if you can't even quality control that. Yeah. Like, Jesus. Like, it'd be bad enough if, you, if the picture you used was, I don't know, Keith Moon or Mick Jagger or something. Mm-hmm. Who's, who's your quality control? Who? Who, I ask you? That, that's my shit, boss. Well, it's very, very, yeah. very owly there at the end. <laughs> owly, yeah. A word we'll probably never use again. Probably not. Us, yeah. So. Yeah. I, maybe that's a good segue. We actually have a segue here. Segway sponsor. Yeah, I, although I don't want to lead. I don't want to lead off. We'll get back to to him in a little bit because we had we had a lot of like smaller names. I just want to mention quickly because we have so many bigger people. So I'm just going to run through a few here at the beginning because it's been a big week. Yes. Um, so from Canadian football, we lost Nick Volpe, uh, who was a member of the Grey Cup winning Toronto Argonauts in 1950. He passed away at the age of 95. Uh, he, was their, he was their starting running back. Uh, we lost also uh, Jack Lamb, who was great cup champion in 55 with the Edmonton Elk Knee Eskimos, uh, mm-hmm. who was 85 at this point. He was a guard and tackle on that team. Um, from the world of auto racing, we lost at age 87 Ramo Scott, uh, who was a uh, stock car racing, who's a member of the national dirt late model hall of fame. Oh, which wow. I can literally say is not a hall of fame. I knew anything about before learning about Ramo Scott. Um, but yeah, he finished, uh, had 17 top tens and 35 races in his career with one pole. Uh, but yeah, he passed away at the age of 87. He was the, uh, 70 and 71 Arca Series champion, 75 stock car champion, and won the pole for the Daytona 576. Hmm. Um, so he passed away. Uh, we lost um, uh, from the world of music. Uh, hold on, I've lost it. Uh, there we go. Uh, Gary Chicken Hirsch, a drummer uh, for the group, rock group Country Joe and the Fish. Uh, passed away at the age of 60, I'm sorry, 71 earlier this week. Uh, we lost Bill Emerson, uh, one of the greatest five string ban- banjo players in the history of the country. Uh, passed away at the age of 83. Uh, yeah, you actually, you get into a lot of bluegrass, uh, if I remember from what you've been saying. Yeah, I, I used to play banjo. Uh, mm-hmm. also, he was also known as Wild Bill Emerson. Uh, I'm not going to go into it, but he played with George Jones, Hank Williams, all sorts of folks like that. Uh, he actually passed away, not from COVID, but from pneumonia uh, at 83 earlier this week. Um, we also lost uh, one of my favorite random musicians, member of the International uh, Latin Music Hall of Fame. You ready for this man's name? Sure. 
Lawrence Ira Khan, better known as Larry Harlow, a Jew, 82-year-old Jew, who is one of the greatest American salsa performers of all time. There cannot be that many of them in the International Latin Music Hall of Fame. Probably not. And right now there is a 20-year-old hearing. He must have culturally appropriated. Perhaps true. But he... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he uh, he had a renal condition when he passed, but he was uh, his group was Larry Harlow in the La uh, the Fania Latin Legends, and he was still performing up through earlier uh, this year. So, uh, but he passed away earlier this week. Uh, we also lost Tom Hall, the country music writer who wrote among other things uh, Harp the Harper Valley PTA, which is number, number one, one hit, number one hit uh, crossover. Didn't he was he just to, I think he just got into the Songwriters Hall of Fame not that long ago, I think. Yeah, he, was, he was 85. Uh, I don't see, was he in the Songwriters Hall of Fame? I mean, I could he see. The, he is in the International Bluegrass Music Hall of Fame. Yes, in 2019, the Songwriters Hall of Fame. There you go. Yeah, I thought I wrote about that at some point in time. Yeah, he and his wife, Dixie, won the Songwriter of the Year Award in uh, Blue Glass Songwriter of the Year Award in 02, 03, 04, 05, 07, 08, 09, 2010, 11, 13, 14, and 15. Which for a guy in his late 70s and 80s is pretty impressive. Um, but yeah, he, he, was, he was 85. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> also, sort of for music, and we'll come back in. Uh, well, well, we'll do this one first. Uh, the former, uh, the lead singer of the band Trouble uh eric wagner passed away from covid at the age of 62 uh earlier this week we also lost um uh the saxophonist brian travers from ub40 yeah yeah that was passed away go ahead yeah. no i was just gonna say just because uh one of the other shows that I do, which I'll promote later, but it's the, it's the, how did this get to number one? And we looked at UB40 and when I was doing the research on that, I was actually listening to quite a lot. Uh, a lot more than I ever, a lot better than I ever gave him credit for. I always remember them for that annoying red, red wine song. I think I just right. found it annoying at the time because I just kept hearing it over and over and over. But, yeah, well, uh, my, uh, UB40 story here. Uh, so my wife was spent uh, some time in Burkina Faso. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they were driving around wherever they went in this. Uh, they had the same bus for everything they're going on. And the, the driver of the bus only had one tape. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a UB40, not the greatest hits, just that whatever album it was that had red, red wine on it. Mm -hmm. uh, so she gets flashbacks to Africa every single time she hears uh, Red Red Wine. So that means more to her than the song Africa by Toto. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yes. Uh, so uh, Brian Travers was 62. He passed from brain cancer. Mm, okay. um, imagine. Yeah. All right. Uh, also, I, this is sort of music. I have to bring her up. Uh, if you, she, in her, obituary it said music groupie connie hamsey passed away yeah 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 known as sweet connie or connie flowers uh a groupie who is known to she was 66 mm -hmm. um but she was known to have uh relations with 
many rock stars allegedly once propositioned Bill Clinton or was propositioned by Bill Clinton when he was governor of Arkansas. Um, Why is it that both are so equally probable? Yeah, uh, it depends whether you believe George Stephanopoulos or not on that one. Uh, but <laughs> she actually is in the lyrics of two of, uh, of three songs, actually. Okay. Uh, Get Dudes Pleasing for a Reason, mm-hmm. Cheap Tricks, 1985, uh, Standing on the Edge, uh, the title track from that album. But most, most famously, probably, Grand Funk Railroads were an American band. There, the line is, last night in Little Rock, put me in a haze, sweet, sweet Connie doing her act. She had the whole show, and that's a natural fact. Talking about basically how she blew the whole band after the show. <laughs> that might be the most rock thing I've ever heard out of, out of Grand Funk Railroad. Yeah. So good for her. I mean, I do remember a few years ago my, when I was living with my parents, it had to be my, in high school. My dad got Time Magazine, and I used to open it up just for the passings and like the things that happened that week. Hmm. And they'd have the people passed away. And there was one guy who was a British guy who had just said after his name, social leech. Like he was a guy who just went to parties and was, he was basically a Kardashian before the Kardashians without like any of the sex appeal. And I'm like that, this is the most excited I've seen for like an occupation when somebody died since then. This is Johnny Hamsey, uh, music groupie. So that guy you just described, I mean, like he's got to be what the, the pioneer of like almost everything today. Yeah. yeah, I wish I should go back and see if I could figure out who it was. I mean, yeah. who knows? Yeah, no, yeah, stuff's online. It's probably like 1994. Uh, Come back next week, folks. Yeah, figure that out. But yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, sure. man, how do you get to be famous enough to make Time Magazine as a guy who just went to parties? The no answer is, I just needed to wait till the TikTok era, um, or not even. So, but anyway, Godspeed, Kami Hansi. I uh, hope you appropriately welcome St. Peter at the gates. Um, <laughs> Just a hello. I'm here. That's what. I'm okay. Doing. All right. Yeah. You, usually, the most inappropriate thing said in an episode is usually by me. Yes, I know. Um, all right. So we had some. Uh, we also had some interesting people from. Oh, actually, let me go to wrestling first. Brick Bronski passed away. Uh, wrestler. Did you know him at all? No, no, wasn't wasn't familiar. Oh, okay. Also, an actor passed away at the age of 57. Um, trying to figure out what he passed away. Uh, he went into a coma August 22nd from co- he passed away from COVID mm-hmm. at the age of 57. Uh, Jimmy Hayes, ice hockey player for the Bruins and a few others, passed away at the age of only 31. Jesus, yeah, that was yeah, very, very sudden. I know, guess he Buchagras had played golf earlier in the week. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of a Boston hockey legend. Got to play his hometown team from Dorchester. Um, kind of the big brother to like all the flurries and a whole bunch of other folks in the league now. His brother's in the league. Yeah, 31 is way too freaking young. Uh, I still haven't seen a cause of death as of yet. Um, let's see. Uh, we lost. Still trying to get through them. There's so many of them. Uh, Jerry Harkness, uh, who played, remember the 1963 Loyola National Championship team? Had his number retired uh, and passed away at the age of seven of eighty one uh, earlier this week. Uh, man, let's see who else we got here. We probably talked about them. Uh, former uh, Buffalo Destroyers and Rochester Brigade owner of the Arena Football League, Mark Hamister, also mm-hmm. owned the Buffalo Sabers for one day. For one uh, day. Before his, 
in, in November 2002, he and his partner owned it for one day. Uh, and when um, the I don't do you remember the Sabres owner John Regis? And he and his sons were arrested for fraud. I've heard the name, but I don't remember that story now. Yeah. So he, Hamister and Todd Berman had their bid accepted and then Berman pulled out the next day. So he owned the team for one day uh, back in 2002, but he passed away at the age of uh, 70. Um, Robert Smith, who was the president of the International Baseball Federation, who managed to get baseball into the Olympics. Uh, passed away at the age of 85. Uh, and then <laughs> from a couple, just a couple actors for the heck of it. Um, the, one of the people who was on all the episodes of Star Trek, one of the guys in the red shirts who only had ever three speaking lines, okay. uh, Eddie, pa- Eddie Paskey passed away uh, at the age of 86. Um, but yeah, he, he was Did you in get transporter malfunction. Uh, it was not that. I didn't see what it was. But at one point, he was in a gold shirt. He's been a red shirt. He's been a blue shirt. He died one episode and was back the next episode. Like, the early Star Trek was kind of a mess. Uh, but he was one of those, the deep cuts for people who really care about Star Trek. Uh, he passed away. Um, let's see. Uh, we also lost Sonny Chiba from COVID. Yeah. Uh, probably best known to people most recently as Hattori Hanzo from the Kill Bill series. Uh, he was Legend. 82. Absolutely. Yeah, ab- also street fighter for those of you guys who like the old seventies, uh, Kung Fu movies. Yeah. yeah just look, like absolute legend of, of, uh, of the Kung Fu genre. Yeah. Uh, just putting it in a sort of modern terms. Uh, I guess it was that generation's version of Jack of uh, Japan's Jackie Chan. I'd say that's probably true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so not not as big, and it didn't translate very well into the U.S. at the time. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's, it's funny, Jackie Chan didn't until Rumble in the Bronx. Yeah, probably true. Yeah, which is crazy. Uh, yeah, but uh, Sammy Chiba was eighty-two. Mm-hmm. Uh, we lost Marilyn Eastman. Do you ever watch the original Night of the Living Dead? probably uh, okay well she was the mom from the night of the living dead she passed away at 96 mm-hmm. earlier this week uh mickey grant who was the first ever african-american to have a part of a u.s soap opera written for her where she actually had her own line okay uh her own thing uh passed away at the age of um of well, it says that she's either born in 1921 or 1940. So she's either 80 or 92, which is very, very strange. 1921 or 1940? 19, 1929 or 1940. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's still a big difference. Um, but yeah, but she passed away. She was uh, from uh, an, on another world. She was actually a lawyer, even a female black lawyer on another world in 1968, whose last name, of course, of her character was Nolan. So had to go with that. All right. Uh, and then we get to, I think, everybody. Oh, I'm sorry. One last person I missed. I did miss a longtime Detroit Lions running back slash wide receiver. Uh, Leonard Thompson passed away at the age of 69, played uh, 12 years with the team, uh, scored 39 touchdowns, uh, was released right before the beginning of the strike season of 87. Mm-hmm. So that gets us through the people we don't have to talk about that much, I guess, which is a lot of them. We still yes. got five people. Still got five people. Uh, Floyd Reese passed away 
Uh, Floyd Reese was the, he played in the Canadian uh, league, but best known for uh, building that Titans team that made the Super Bowl uh, as a general manager, um, was a senior football advisor with the Patriots, but responsible for drafting Eddie George, Vince Young, Javon Kurse, uh, Steve McNair, all sorts of folks like that. One of the most important, I mean, he took, again, we, I joked about the making, getting the Falcons, a Super Bowl, getting the Oilers slash Titans, a Super Bowl. That's one of the, mm-hmm. I mean, that's the, the, I still remember the story of, um, of uh, Archie Manning. He was uh, on all those terrible Saints teams and they finally traded him and they traded him to the Oilers, which were the only team worse than the Saints at that <laughs> point. Uh, so, I mean, he, he built that team up. He got them there. They were one yard short uh, of winning a Super Bowl or uh, that great tackle by former Patriot Mike Jones. Uh, but yeah, one of the, one of the most important, um, yeah. executives of the nineties, let's put it that way. I, I'd agree with that. Uh, he passed away at the age of 73. We lost, uh, Bill Freehan passed away this week. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, great catcher, maybe one of the best catchers who's not in the baseball hall of fame of 11-time All-Star, I think, or something. Yeah, 11-time All-Star, five-time Gold Glover, won a uh, World Series with the Tigers in 68. Mm -hmm. The day that he passed, or it might have been – yeah, because I was watching the Tigers game just to to see that and also to see see if maybe uh, Miggy was going to get his five-on-through home run, which he he did after but not in that game. It would have been kind of fitting if he he did, uh, just for whatever reason that didn't happen. Uh, But – yeah, I mean, like, and they just pretty much made that whole whole uh, broadcast tribute to him. I think that m- probably was the second game without Jack Morris. We probably would have screwed that up. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, but he had the, up until his, re- he retired in, what year did he retire? 76 is when he retired. He held the fielding record for best fielding oh. percentage by a catcher. From 76, that was broken in 2002. His career fielding percentage, and again, granted, catchers don't have, I guess, that many opportunities. Mm-hmm. Nine, 99.33%. And you know, also, too, like when I did my deep dive into gold glove, glove winners, and you find that there's a lot who had no business winning a gold glove. Freehan's not one of those guys. Freehan is not one of those guys, 100%. Yeah. It's going to be hard for it's going to be hard for him to get in at this point. I mean, even with him passing, he hit 262, he had 200 homers, 758 runs batted in. But again, this is back when catchers weren't expect catchers and shortstops were never expected to do anything in terms of offense. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, one of those guys you you have to have him on your list somewhere, right? Yeah, I forget where. I think he's top 50. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, he's he's someone who doesn't get talked about a ton, but is, I mean, there are a lot worse players than Bill Freen in the, in the Baseball Hall no. of Fame. So. Yeah, I actually sort of like t- tying in a bit with that. Uh, uh, Yadi Molina has announced that he, next year is going to be his farewell. Yeah. And, and there's someone who I think has a really good chance. Well, he has an even better chance now that he's getting his farewell series. Yeah, and he's actually 
yeah, the first half of uh, Molina's cur- of season has actually been pretty good. He's uh, cooled off quite a bit since, but he had a really good first half of the season. Agreed. But yeah, if, if he has a whole off season and season for people to talk about how it's his last year, nothing's going to help his Hall of Fame chances more than that. Absolutely. And uh, he, I think he said, because I read this on MLB.com, he's just really sort of looking forward to that farewell tour. Mm-hmm. You know, why not? I, I love this guy. First guy I ever really saw who I thought really rocked that neck tattoo. Didn't see a whole lot before he had one. True. Ortiz did the same. Ortiz did the same thing, though, by the way. So, Ortiz, I, Ortiz, I didn't even notice that Ortiz had a neck tattoo. Oh, no, no. Had, did the, the year long, this is my last season. Okay. I was, was going to say, like, no, no, no. no. Ortiz does not have a neck tattoo. No. So, uh, yeah, no, but uh, yeah. It's 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 going to be good for him, but yeah, Bill Freeman unfortunately passed away at seventy nine. Mm-hmm. Um, he died from uh, essentially dementia yeah. earlier this week. So he's lived with dementia for the last several years of his life. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll do one last sports one, and we'll go to the two big names in music. Uh, Rod Gilbert passed away, oh. age of eight, age of uh, eighty. Uh, Hockey Hall of Famer from nineteen eighty two. Mr. Ranger, it's really, I mean. He was the reason why a lot of people would go see the, just average that, teams. That team was terrible for so long. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a, I want to say almost like the Ernie Banks of, of that, playing, playing right. your career for like a high profile team, great attitude, just great guy from everything that I've ever read or heard and just saddled with a giant high profile team that, just goes nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. So he was uh, all star game in uh, eight seasons. Won the Masterson Trophy. Won the uh, Patrick Trophy. Um, was uh, first team all star in 71, 72, and second team in 67, 68. Mm-hmm. Uh, also got the Ellis Island Medal of Honor. Oh, what's that? Cool. 2010 for his humanitarian efforts oh cool okay um i didn't know that That, that's i mean just goes right to what we were saying right yeah uh yeah it's uh it says that that medal of honor is for individuals who've made it their mission to share with those less fortunate their wealth of knowledge indomitable courage boundless compassion unique talents and selfless generosity they do so while acknowledging their debt uh, to their ethnic heritage as they uphold the ideals and spirit of america so they have a whole list of people down here who've won it. I'm just looking at it quickly. We have everything from, well, the current president's on here. Uh, Bob Hope, Telly Savalas. Uh, there's just tons and tons and tons of them. Uh, but yeah, Kirk Douglas and Michael Douglas. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, there's a, there's a bunch. So yeah, uh, so Gilbert passed away at the age of 80. Um, yeah, the guy... Uh, Vic Hatfield and Jim Tell. So they called the gag line because they're good for a goal a game, just by the goal, way. A goal a game. Be wondering. And then, uh, and then, oh, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, uh, Don Everly passed away. Oof. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if this is probably not the case. Well, the first time I think since we've been doing this anyway, where we lost two Rock and Roll Hall of Famers in the same week. Uh, maybe that's entirely possible. Yeah, I'm sure that's probably happened just with the age of some of the people involved where that's happened in the calendar week. 
But yeah, the Everly's not one of my personal favorites, but one one of those groups I respect the hell out of just for their pioneering in as, as I learned more about rock and roll history, uh, you know, especially from doing the site and everything that that, that, we, that we do. Uh, pioneers in harmony, like pure crossover appeal when that really ha- could happen a lot of pop of just pop rock slash country. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. We talked last week about Ray Charles being the 12th person inducted into both the Rock Hall and the, the Country yeah. Music Hall. The Everly Brothers are another one, the, another one of them. The yeah. Everly Brothers were in the initial class in 86 mm-hmm. in the Rock Hall and then the 2001 Country Hall. So Yeah, and one of the random people that my mom hated, I don't know why. My mom has a lot of rent or had, she's still with us, but, uh, but a lot of random hates. Okay. Uh, and she could never explain any of them. The Everly Brothers, Pia Zadora, and Bernadette Peters. Who are three people who have never been in my kitchen. Um, four. Four people, that's true. Yeah. Well, no, uh, Pia Zadora, and, and it's the same person as Don Everly. Just you never saw him in the same place. Um, <laughs> that's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, I mean, of course, everyone thinks of uh, Wake Up Little Susie first, uh, but Kathy's Clown. Um, yeah. yeah, I think actually it was a song. Yeah, my, I asked my dad about that because I knew this was going to come up. And I said, like, why did mom always hate the Everly Brothers? And then he just belched and said, why not? <laughs> so he, as always, he's, always he's, a, he's a lot of help to these shows. Yeah. Uh, uh, but he did say mostly because of the song Bird Dog. Yeah, Bird Dog, I was going to say. That might be it. He's a bird. He's a dog. Yeah, so that He's was a bird dog. That, that was her least favorite song, and I do remember her telling me that on a, on a few occasions. Fair enough. That, that's not a good song. Um, but "Bye Bye Love" and "Wake Up Little Susie" are very much good songs. Great. I like. I do like that one a lot. All I have to do is dream. Is a very good song. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kathy's clown. Uh, what else we got? I'm just looking for. I mean, their, their number one hits, like I said, are, are Kathy's clown. All I have to do is dream. Wake up, little Susie. Bye bye, love. Uh, peaked at number two on the u.s charts and number one on the country charts so yeah. bird dog was number two and number one in the country's charts and number two in the r&b charts that's insane but you know it's it's probably it's the harmonies man they're they are far more influential than i think people or casual fans would even give them credit for well well the uh in what was it 2005 Make sure I have this right. Uh, yeah, 2015. Rolling Stone did their 20 greatest duos of music of all time mm-hmm. and put the Everly Brothers number one over Simon and Garfunkel. Well, I mean, that, that says of, something. Well, it's because of Garfunkel. But hey, if I had a million dollars, I could buy you some art, either Picasso or Garfunkel. Very nice. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, but his, his brother, Phil, who was a younger one, passed away back in 2014 at 74. Don passed it, uh, it at the age of 84 earlier this week. And yeah, I guess then yeah. with the finale. Brings us full circle after yeah. all those names back to Charlie Watts. Oof. My biggest regret musically or in terms of concerts is that I never saw the Rolling Stones. And I was a workaholic when they had they played that SARS concert. 
mm-hmm. and which was like such a generous thing for them to do. It was like only like 15 bucks a ticket with everything going there. And I didn't go because I was just, nah, I gotta, I gotta do all my work. I was doing some sales job I hated, but I should have went and I didn't, I, I didn't do it. If for no other reason to be one of the drunken people booing Justin Timberlake, who took time out of his stunt to do this, which was so mm-hmm. stupid. Like looking back, I would have been one of those assholes and I would have been a bigger asshole. You know, like, yeah, you don't like his music. Okay, but he's there. But yeah, Charlie Watts, just an excellent drummer, uh, very proficient in jazz drumming, too. Uh, that was yeah. his other big passion. Uh, yeah. So stoic. Probably the least looking rock star of the 60s of any rock star, huh? I joked he looked like Adam Driver. He did look like Adam Driver. But when you look at the pictures of him in the 60s, it literally looked like a harried science teacher bringing three kids or bringing like a bunch of unruly kids on the field. <laughs> like, That's good. Yeah. Like, I mean, Charlie Watts drank a little bit and, and things along those lines, but it's amazing that he's the first of them to pass because he's like the one, yeah. like he was like sex, drugs, and rock and roll. I'm only interested in the rock and roll part of things. Like he, they'd all go out partying and he'd be back in bed. He was married to the same lady for 57 years. Which is twice as, uh, twice as old as I think uh, Bill Wyman's wife. Oh, Probably <laughs> now, but uh, well, yeah, cause I mean, Bill, he was, yeah, he was 51 when he married his night. She was 19. I'm sure that worked out. I didn't bother checking that out, but, uh, but yeah, he's, he, that's right. He's the first, for whatever reason, I was, I keep forgetting about, uh, about Bill Wyman, but yeah, he left the group and he's still alive. Uh, and like we said, we always say Keith Richards is going to outlive everybody. Yeah, it's going to, the, the apocalypse is going to come. All we have left is cockroaches, governmental organizations, and crazy Keith Richards. Was it you who said that he's sort of like the Monty Burns? He's got like every disease. Yeah. Neuro- okay, yeah, I thought, I thought. Yeah, that's me. Okay. Yeah, he's got every disease fighting and they're, they're, none of them can win. But, um, yeah, Charlie Watso was, uh, I was listening to some of the things that people said about him and there were great tributes from Paul McCartney and Sting and Bono and uh, like members of the Beach Boys and everything about him. But um, two thing, two of my favorite ones that I saw were one, uh, they were talking to Keith Richards actually about what it was like being in the same band for so long and what he's learned musically. And he said, the, one of the greatest things in my life is that I joined a band and my drummer with Charlie yeah. Watts. I've yes. had one drummer my entire career, and he's one of the greatest of all time. And, and that, that was amazing. The other one was one of my favorite stories. So they, they had played a show, and Charlie Watts went home and went to bed in the hotel. And I, uh, Keith and Mick got back at like 5 o'clock in the morning. And Mick calls up his room calls mm-hmm. up Charlie Watts's room and says, where's my fucking drama? <laughs> and Charlie hangs up on him. They don't think anything about it. Mm-hmm. Charlie wakes up, gets fully dressed in his nicest suit, puts on cologne, goes down to Mick's room, walks in and he says, I'm here and I'm not your fucking drummer. You're my fucking singer and punches <laughs> him in the face. It says never say that again. And walked out and went back. And then that afternoon was there for, for the show. We're recording it. That's awesome. I never heard that. That is yeah, that, that was, was that was a great, great anecdote. 
But yeah, uh, seriously, I mean, if you're making the list of drummers, so someone actually did the Modern Drummer Hall of Fame in 2006. They had their their uh, original folks, and it was Ringo Starr, Keith Moon, Steve Gadd, Buddy Rich, and and uh, Charlie Watts. You can't go wrong with that. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, I could I could maybe quibble with Starr, but could, whatever. But like the that that's hard to beat that group of people. Mm-hmm. So, Godspeed to Charlie yes, Watts. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, that one, man, are in memoriam. I, I hate it when it's so long, huh? Oh, I do too. But it was just like, they're like a whole bunch of people. Like I should probably mention them, probably mention them. But we just had, we still had like five really big names. Yeah. Floyd Reese, maybe not as big as the other ones, but still someone who is real important in sports over the last twenty years. I yeah, totally, so. totally. So uh, we that leaves us with two sections. Uh, Oh, I guess you'll, I'm looking forward to you doing the hammer because I don't know what you're going to say. I, I've kind of told you what I'm going to do here for mine. It's the elevator up, elevator down. And mm-hmm. what I basically do is I look at who in the last week made their Hall of Fame chances better and who made it worse. And one is my elevator up is pretty much someone who's already there, but it's someone we've never talked about. And I thought it would be sort of nice to give her a bit of uh, props. Hillary Knight uh, is now tied the record, I believe, from... Cammy, with, with Cami Granado with 44 goals, the most ever internationally uh, for, a, for any woman in, in the tournaments. Uh, that includes like the Worlds and the Olympics. The, Hillary's probably going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer already. She's only 33. So mm-hmm. she's still one of the top players. And for a Canadian to say this, obviously it's not my, my most fun thing to say, but the United States has easily eclipsed Canada as the premier women's hockey power. And Hillary Knight is a big reason for that. And I just want to bring up, these are her accolades that she's won on the international stage. It's just absolutely filthy. Oh, that's Dick Vermeil. Did I not have this ready? No, I didn't have this ready because I'm an idiot. Uh, I'll, I'll, take, I'll, take a minute here. I can vamp. Yeah, so, but... Just disgusting, too. Like, star at University of Wisconsin. Uh, probably the be- best women's hockey player they ever had. Took them to the, fr- to the Frozen Four. All right, so here's her gold medals. Uh, Olympic gold 2018. Uh, World Championship gold tw- 2008, 2009, 2011, 2013, 2015, 2016, 2017, 2019. There wasn't a 2020 tournament. The 2021 tournament's going on right now. Uh, I don't know how this how Hillary is not a first ballot Hall of Famer for both the Hockey Hall of Fame and the United States uh, Hockey Hall of Fame. Just usually whenever I've talked about women's hockey, I'm kind of making fun of it a little bit because there's not, frankly, if U.S. isn't playing Canada, it's generally not that competitive a game. Right. But that's not there. That's not Hillary's fault. Right. That there's not a lot of people at her level. So uh, I think just she deserves a, a lot of props. And I just wanted to say uh, congratulations to her. If you weren't first ballot in someone's mind, I, I don't see how you're not now, especially if the U.S. wins it all, which they probably, they very well could. And she'll be on the U.S. team for women's hockey in 2022 in China. So it's only, that's only like 
five months away at this right. point. So right. And you know, for those who are detractors of women's hockey, I get it because I I am to a certain degree. I actually have said I don't think it should be in the Olympics because there's not enough good other countries. But whatever it is. And if she, she could win two more gold medals, May, and maybe by the time someone's listening to this, she already won us up. She already won another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, my elevator down is someone who's already been an elevator down. I think uh, you were off that week. Uh, I think Glenn. I, I I did listen, and the elevator has gone even further down. <laughs> yeah, someone I've, I've been cheering for, and I still am. Uh, Shikari Richardson. Uh, I I really really like her i love her look i love her style i love her swag but sometimes you got to know when to do it mm-hmm. and uh, have you heard her post interview yes okay i'm just gonna play it re- play it again here if i could and just to paint the picture uh, shikari was this was her first race back after a bullshit suspension i think almost everybody agreed with that unless there yeah. unless it's a teetotaler no um, yeah everyone agrees that she was suspended for something that does not help her get any better. Right. Uh, I think the only person I heard say anything negative that w- that had a blue check mark of all the people was Emmanuel Echo. Echo. I never pronounce his name. Acho. Acho. Thank you. Who argued that it does it, it can help him because it helps her relax. Yeah, great. It helps. You, so does alcohol. Like. Yeah, that was probably the dumbest take in the. I could go on and on about some dumb takes he's been doing lately, but whatever. Hey, so, someone's got to take over for Max Kellerman. <laughs> Although I hear that's going to be Michael Irvin, but go ahead. Oh, yeah, it's not, not, not a good day for some uh, ESPN personalities, has it been? No. But anyway, so yeah, I'm going to sort of like play this. Is, so she finished dead last, uh, ninth out of nine, and mm-hmm. so in the 100 meters. Uh, and I think also too was sort of interesting because living in the Caribbean, uh, track is a pretty big deal here in Barbados. And for when I log in on the U.S. All, it, I don't have I don't have it. It's just set up as Barbados because that's where I am. I don't mm-hmm. really change anything, so I didn't change any of the settings just because I get a kick out of that. She's still trending huge, by the way. Here, who on is Barbados Twitter? Shikari. The Shikari. Okay. Yeah, because basically it just the, because they love the Jamaicans here, and the Jamaicans kicked her ass. Yeah, and then the whole thing was about her. We're good, good, discontinue. Yeah, so I'm just going to play, uh, this is like right after, so this would have been two minutes after. So there's someone talking over that. Uh, I have never. Okay, first off, I love your confidence. I I do, but when you're mm-hmm. chuckling in the middle of it, you're trying to convince yourself. You're not trying to convince the viewer. Yes, correct. That, that's what you're doing. Correct. Uh, I guess over in your time off, you didn't train, or I don't know what you're doing. Like that, it's. She's probably smoking up. <laughs> it, it could be. Hey, it could very well be. And I, could, I think you, myself, and most people could care less what she smokes. Really don't care. 
but I've never heard anyone talk that much shit. That was the bleep word right after, right after. Like, no one wants to talk shit about you. I don't even know that anyone needs you to necessarily be humble, but this is weird. Like, mm-hmm. very, very strange behavior. And it didn't go unnoticed. Uh, and also, when you say, well, I'm the sixth fastest, I have the sixth fastest time. No one can take that away from me. From me. Yeah, they can. Five people can. Well, yeah. The same thing, she's six. Someone's going to. This this was not the comeback that she needed. She's a there's something else going on here. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what it is. It could just be that she was lazy, she was pissed off, but she got it all backwards. You talk shit after they were they kicked you off for out, out for for a dumb reason, and yeah. then you get humble here. Because you were, you were humbled. That's, it, it, it's a, it's, I've never seen this before. I mean, the Jamaicans swept the race, one, two, three. Mm-hmm. And everything was about her afterwards. It's just, it's not. It, it's, it, it, it turned off a lot of people. Uh, I'm not going to be one of them. I'm, I, there's just something about her. I, I think she's. I hope she's right. I hope she's not done. Because she's I still think she got one of the rawest deals ever in track. I, I agree. hundred percent. Yeah. I firmly believe that. And I will cheer for her. I will continue to cheer for her. I'm gonna continue to be a fan of hers. But there's a lot less of me than there used to be. Or a lot of people just shaking their heads, going like, what the hell? Yeah. Yep. It's it's abnormal behavior. And if it continues. This is someone who would have been in a U.S. track hall. Uh, I, I I don't know what 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 this is. I, I really don't. But that that's my elevator down. Uh, so two time two time elevator down recipient Shikari Richardson become an elevator. Wow. We haven't we, we haven't had many two time downs. No, no. I mean, I, I there's a lot who could have been. Uh, Deshaun. Yeah, probably true. Yeah, but yeah. you know, sometimes you you know, I, I try to mix it up where you can, just come up with things. But these these were two that were really pretty damn obvious. I mean, I could always sort of like look at a slumping baseball player, but eh, eh, I didn't feel like it. Fair enough. And so now we have the weekly good, the bad, and the ugly of sports. <laughs> In stereo. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, so it's not actually all sports this week. Um, okay. I'm actually going to go with my good this week. Uh, I don't know if I've, I've talked about it, but there have been a lot of bands who have had some good music making some comebacks. Semi-Sonic did last year. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, decent, a couple of decent songs out uh, by The Wallflowers right now. Counting Crows uh, has a song out called Elevator Boots, which I enjoy. Uh, it's a lot more country than, than they've been in the past. Mm-hmm. But I have to say, I've been nothing has excited me more than uh, the most recent stuff uh, from a guy who I think we, uh, you and I participate in Nick Bombach's uh, Rock Hall Revisited. We both vote in that. Yeah. Um, and one of, one of the people who's been the ballot the last few times and I voted for every time is Mr. William Michael Albert Broad, better known as Billy Idol. Mm-hmm. Uh, Billy Idol has a new song out called Bitter Taste which is maybe the best song he's ever done. Hmm. 
it's at least i haven't heard it yet it's it's fantastic i we obviously can't play it for the fact we have no money to deal with any sort of royalty fees uh but it's it's incredible and it's a completely it's somehow it's somehow late career johnny cash while still being an 80s song i don't know how else to describe it it's it's a it's a very very cool song but i just like the idea that these guys are still out there in their 60s because a lot of guys have a lot of stuff in there when they're younger and it's just never good again idol's been off for a while uh, and but this is just really really good and i'm very excited about it and i hope that while the, while we've been talking about it in the in the rock hall revisited thing he hasn't really gotten much push in the real rock hall mm-hmm. uh, and i think he's at least somebody who should be discussed so so your that. your goods and album my goods and album my goods and album in the in the rebirth of a cool version of somebody who's kind of been out of the public eye for a while uh, in in Billy Idol, uh, it's yeah, it's 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 really good. That's all I have to say. So I, I might if you have haven't been... listened to it. Bitter Taste is a, an awesome single. Uh, the album itself isn't out yet, uh, but I'm very very excited to find out what it is. And I will buy it because I still invest in CDs, my friend. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not I, the type of banks. I, I admit uh, I don't, but I will be uh, sort of putting that on. If it's on iTunes, I'll be listening to that. Yeah, go, go find, just go find it. Bitter Taste by Billy Idol. So uh, I just, just, I'm a big fan of new interpretations from people we've heard a lot from over the years. And it's, it's a really cool way of Billy Idol coming back in. So that's my good for the week. I just yes. trying to think of anything that was particularly good. And I was like, what's, what's making me happy this week? And it's just, I came home today to listen to Billy Idol. So why not? Um, Bad. I, I do want to have a special shout out for the bad um, for the guy who said he ran his analytics on the last 25 years of football and that Bill Belichick was the 18th best coach in the NFL during that time. <laughs> Who's this? I, I couldn't find it again, but it was it was getting he's getting randomly dunked on by basically everybody uh, throughout the Internet. Wow. Uh, it just, I don't know what analytics you have. He was like adjusting for coaches and quality of players and everything. I would love to know who the other 17 of them are who are ahead of him. I'm not, that's, I'm not going to say Belich. There are all sorts of things. It's hard to judge one from the other, but the idea that there were 18 coaches in the last 25 years better than Belichick. Like that is insane. I, I can't even. I can't even figure out who they would be. Uh, it, it, I'm sure. I'm sure that guy has Jeff Fisher as one of them. Um, so, like, I just I don't even know what to say about that. But that guy does a special shout out. I went looking for it. I couldn't find it anywhere. Uh, but I have to say, my bad for the week is the um, is the uh, Nirvana kid, Spencer Elden. I yeah, I read about this. Okay. So Spencer Eldon is the baby from the Nevermind album, right? Who's chasing the dollar bill while naked. Uh, Over the years, Spencer has remade the album for the 25th anniversary. He jumped in after a dollar, but he was wearing bathing suit, of course. Mm -hmm. Uh, He also has the word Nevermind tattooed across his chest up here. Um, uh, But he has done all sorts of stuff over the years with this. And the 30th anniversary of the album is, is coming up here. And he was trying to get Nirvana to support him in his art shows. 
and they kind of ignored him. So what's he doing? Mm-hmm. Just like the baby he was originally, he's chasing that dollar, only he's chasing not through a swimming pool, but through the court system, saying that that was actually pedophilia and that, uh, or not pedophilia, but uh, child pornography. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, and that they owe him money for exploiting him. Yeah, well, it, 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 it's a dick move, and, and I guess he feels entitled. Now, to be on, on the flip side, his parents only got $200 for that, which is one of the most iconic covers, maybe, of the 90s. Now, that, that was back when we still remembered what album art was. There's not a whole lot of that anymore, uh, as, uh, you know, as, as there used to be. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a clear hypocrite dick move. And, yeah, okay, like, now you care about child porn? No, you don't. No, it's literally that he had an art opening that yeah. he did wanted more support from Dave Grohl and Chris Novoselic and didn't get it, mm-hmm. and therefore he he literally has until I believe September first to sue for this. That's when the statute of limitations runs out. Yeah. So it, he has he has less than ten days. I mean, yeah, the whole thing's a dick move because uh, Dave's not returning his phone calls because he yeah. probably met the guy and said. Uh, God, I wish we would have. Dave, Dave's too busy trolling the Westboro Baptist Church. Um, <laughs> did you see that for a few weeks ago? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. It's, um, yeah, they're, they're protesting his concert, and he went by in a flatbed truck and played the "You Should Be Dancing" from by the Bee Gees on on the way by. Um, but yeah, this is just—it's dumb. I'm sorry. I know. I'm sorry. Your parents only got two hundred bucks for at the beginning. Like, they were fairly compensated for a random photo. You know what I mean? And you're still like there's, looking. There, yeah, there, there's no way of knowing if you buy an artist, if you bought a Renoir for the equivalent of 200 bucks mm-hmm. back in the 1870s and all of a sudden it's worth a whole heck of a lot of money. Yeah. I'm sorry. You bought, like, it's not, Renoir should have been paid more for it, but you. Yeah, there first. Like, at the same time too. I mean, like, everything's worth what it's purchased or pay for it. And picture yeah. that kid in 1990, 1991. Yeah, and that picture in 1991 was worth 200 bucks because Nirvana wasn't Nirvana in 1991. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're not Chris Weber taking a handout for your work at University of Michigan. You know, you were a random baby. You know, but yeah. And honestly, if you're going to pr- punish anyone for that, the person who sold the child pornography is your parents. I'm so someone purchased it. Don't have any money, you see. Yeah. So, but I, I hate money grabs for particularly for stupid shit. And uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, never mind, kid. Uh, I, I just Spencer Elden, just whatever. I really hope that the guy who is on the cover of uh, of Weird Al's. Uh, version of that also sues. It, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think of like all these other things who could probably like I can't even. Oh, it's oh, it's it's Weird Al chasing a donut. Just by the way. Oh, okay. There to be, there to be <laughs> nice. So he for his album he recreated the cover with uh, him in the pool chasing a donut on a hook. So awesome. All right. So how do we close with the ugly? Anyway, the ugly. I going back to one of my favorite whipping boys. Um, 
and honestly, sport, I don't care that much about, except for how it affects the NFL, but college football. Mm-hmm. College football is a fucking mess and is oh, going to entirely implode. Okay, It's yeah. literally on the verge of collapse at this point. So the SEC is now going to take uh, the, the Shorthorns in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Again, Texas really wants to go to a league where they're going to finish five and seven every single year. God bless them. Uh, and, and get dominated by A&M. Um, and the 41 schools in the Pac-12, Big Ten, and ACC have gotten together and are forming a partnership mm-hmm. of indeterminate usage to protect themselves all the while talking out of one side of their mouth about how important the Big 12 is to them as one of the Power Five conferences. On the other side, not including the Big 12 in any part of these discussions whatsoever. The Pac-12 is talking by the end of the week, they're going to talk about what team, what schools are going to bring in to expand. Like, they're not going to take the Big 12 schools allegedly, but... Of course they are. If you're Kansas mm-hmm. and Kansas State, why are you not joining the Pac-12? What, they're, they're going to go take Boise State and UNLV and New Mexico? No. I, I would think, though, the Big Ten would be a better fit for the two Kansas, but... But the Big Ten's already got, what, 14 rules? Are they going to, I guess... I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. West Virginia is going to be left in the cold. Iowa State's going to be left in the cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oklahoma State may be left in the cold. They'll probably... Kansas and Kansas State will probably band together as a package, I'd imagine. Mm-hmm. To wherever they go, add them to the Big Ten, right? Um, oh, Oklahoma State, because uh, Oklahoma State can't, they cannot join the Big Ten under Big Ten rules. Why not? In order to join the Big Ten, you must with one of the other states. Oklahoma does not touch Nebraska. Mm. Okay, but if if, if, if Kansas West- joins. Sorry, my internet wasn't stable there for a second. Say that again. Yeah, but, but, if, but if Kansas joins, right? Yeah, well, if Kansas and Kansas State join, they could go to get Oklahoma State. They could get New, They could get Iowa if they wanted, or Iowa State if they wanted to. They get West Virginia if they wanted to. Yeah, I always forget about um, Iowa State. Although, again, West Virginia should just join the ECC. So we, Virginia Tech and West Virginia and Pitt just all belong together. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, the whole thing is a freaking mess. And all the other schools just don't matter. And they're going to talking about expanding the playoff now to 12 teams, which is being pushed by the SEC. And the whole thing is it's a, all a money grab. We've been told it's amateurism and one for all and all for one with the, at least the big five schools. It is a goddamn mess. It is going to completely implode. And what's going to happen this season is none of those states in the South have done anything about COVID. And there's going to be games canceled like anything coming up here. Because it is exploding down there. It's uh, going to be interesting to see, like, like team, like really good teams, like Cincinnati, South Florida has gotten really good. Uh, South Florida, I can see winding up in the SEC also. But I mean, at this point, I mean, why don't you just say we've got two power conferences and just leave it at that? This one plays the other one, East and, and West. Someone else. I mean, it, that's where we're headed. I mean, it's at least, at least they're open and honest about it. You know, at that point, and then you just have like 
yeah, I mean, yeah, the whole, the whole conference system has been a mess. College football is one of those things where I am absolutely in love with, and I feel dirty every time I watch it and I keep watching it. That that's, that's my biggest advice. Uh, beer, diet, pop and college football. I just, I... that would be an awful 30 for 30. Or to See, I grew... <laughs> See, I grew up in the worst place of the country for college football. Uh, the Northeast yeah. does not care. Really? Boston, Boston is the lowest ranking for college football every single, of all the major markets okay. by far. Boston is a professional sports town, right? We care about the bean pot hockey tournament every February, and then we stop caring about college sports again. Like that's, that's what it comes down to. Uh, and the NCAA tournament, BC is good. If UMass is good. Um, if, if BC and Providence ever play BC, UConn ever play Syracuse. But other than that, nobody cares. So honestly, they should just, I mean, this, they've already destroyed every national, almost every major rivalry there is in these sports. Mm. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. And if, like, I don't know what, like you said, TCU and Baylor and well, I brought up Boise State, right? And like, there are a lot of good schools out there who don't fit in this model and they're more likely to dump Boston College than they are to put South Florida in at this point. Yeah, because right? it's, 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 it's your Boston market. College, your Syracuse, yeah, your Boston College, your Syracuse, your Indiana, nobody cares. And then that sort of brings like an interesting thing. Like, so you mentioned Boise State. So Boise State's a far better program uh, in football than uh, UNLV. Mm-hmm. Do we really care about the Boise market? I'm looking at yeah, that Las care. Vegas dollar. Yeah, you care about UNLV. Yeah. Definitely. And it, there's, it's going to be a whole lot of just the same crap. And I'm going to be the same idiot because I, I can't stop watching it. Yeah. Oh, well. But here's other things you can watch. Can I, can I, let's close with some promotion, if I could. Go for it. Yeah. All right. Uh, the, so new show just came up. It's with Vinny Laspinuso. And it's Vinny Makes the Hall of Fame Case for. So we just did the first one. And it's about Charles Fallis, the first ever African-American paid pro football player. And it's a really interesting source. If you want to do, I wasn't, I didn't know who Charles Hollis was. So mm-hmm. Vinny, who's the youngest person in our circle by far, has the most historical knowledge. It's crazy, but it's, it's a real fun show. So I'm really excited to uh, sort of have everyone to sort of take a look at that. Took at, look at that. Uh, I'm right now editing that first episode of The Master on this crap was on national television. Because I always have to re- go back and rewatch it. I don't really like the master was so bad. You know who was in the pilot of that show, The Master? No. To me, more. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So we've got that coming up, and there's always going to be a lot more. Evan, we'll be back next week. You're not going on another vacation. I got you for a while. Hopefully, hopefully with fewer deaths. Hopefully with fewer deaths, please. And with that, we ask everyone, as always, stay safe, everybody, and check out notinhalloffame.com and all the sister sites if you haven't done so already. Fictitious Athlete Hall of Fame, Fictitious Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the United States Athletic Hall of Fame. Bye, everyone. Take care.